He's Lord of all. He has a, very, a lot of names. One of those is Savior. And that's really what we celebrate tonight. He is our Savior. He came to this earth with one purpose. And that's to die on that cross so that we could have eternal life. Thank you, worship team. Tonight's, yeah, give them a hand. You know, sometimes we forget that those old hymns are so full of theology. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Amen. Well, normally on Good Friday, you'll, we talk about the crucifixion, and a lot of times we talk about the gruesomeness of the crucifixion and uh, what Jesus did, and that's all important. We, we need to remember what that was like for him. But tonight I want to talk with you about what happened when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. A few things happened for us, and tonight I want us to look at a passage that doesn't always get come up on Good Friday. We're going to, uh, let's see if we got, are we on there? There we are. Colossians chapter 2. Now most people say, oh, well, why aren't you over in John? Why aren't you in Luke? Well, Colossians tells us the spiritual part of the battle that was going on when we, when Jesus hung on the cross, there was an entire spiritual battle that was happening. Colossians, now guys, I don't have this up on my screen. Do you guys, can you guys put it up on my screens? I have cheater screens up here. See, you guys just thought I memorized all this stuff, didn't you? <laughs> it's good to know what's up there. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he was taken out of the way, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. I just want to pray before we talk about what Colossians has to say. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that uh, you were willing to go to the cross for me. And on that cross, you took all of my sin. And you nailed it there. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. There's three things that he talks about in this passage. The first, that we were dead in our transgressions, our sins. We were dead. 
Now, there's a couple kinds of death that the Bible talks about. The first one is physical death. If Jesus doesn't come back and and rapture us all up, we're all going to die one day. And when that happens, our body and our soul will be separated. We will be separated from this earth. That's physical death. The Bible talks about it. It is appointed unto man once to die. We're all going to die. We'll have a physical death. Now, I'm hoping for the rapture, but everybody is, right? The second death is what every person suffers because of sin. That death is separation from God. That's what it's talking about here. You were dead in your transgressions. You were dead in your sin. And that's what we were going to the cross. When Jesus was going to the cross, as he died, he gave us the opportunity for life. Isn't that amazing? Ephesians chapter 2 tells us, that we were dead in our trespasses and sin. But I'm glad Paul didn't stop there because two verses later, he says, but God. Aren't you glad for the but gods in the Bible? Amen. Amen. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, Even when we were dead in our transgressions made us alive together with Christ. You see, you don't have to remain dead, separated from God because of your sin. Because on the cross, the moment he said it is finished and paid for your sin, he gave you the opportunity to become alive again. And when you come to the cross and you, you bow before the cross and you say, I am sorry for my sin. And you say, I believe that Jesus Christ paid for my sins on the cross. At that very moment, God makes you alive. You see, we were dead, but on the cross, Jesus made us alive. Well, something else happened while we were on that while he was on that cross. Not only did he make us alive, but he forgave us our sins. Now, that's that's a pretty important thing, isn't it? Forgiveness. Remember what he said to the Roman soldiers as they nailed him to the cross? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Well, I I believe he was more than just talking to the Roman soldiers that was by his side. I think that echoed. That echoed across to the Pharisees that had yelled crucify him. I think that, that echoed to Pilate. And to Herod. And it echoed down through the centuries to me and to you. Because you see, it was our sins 
that put him there. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says, And he, the Father, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become righteousness of God in him. That sin that separated us needed to be forgiven. And forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Because in forgiveness you have freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from shame. You see, when Jesus forgave us our sins, he said, I'm, I'm going to set you free. Because most of us know what guilt does. Guilt starts wrapping its chains around your feet. And then it goes up to your knees and around your waist. And pretty soon it's over your shoulders. And you're carrying the guilt of your sin and your shame of whatever happened. And Jesus said, I am forgiving you of that. He said, I'm going to take it and I'm going to bury it in the deepest sea. We talked about that when we looked at the Old Testament prophets. Challengers deep. All the way in the deepest part of the sea where nothing remains. Everything is crushed by the sheer weight of the sea. Jesus forgave us our sins. But there was one more piece. One more piece. It said that he nailed our sins to the cross. Did you catch that? It says, having canceled out the certificate of death consistent of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, he has taken them out of the way, having nailed them to the cross. Now, I, I w I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, it's kind of like when you go to the restaurant and you have a big bill and somebody's got to settle the bill. Oh, folks, not even close. Not even close. Notice what it said. It said, decrees that were signed out against us that were hostile to us. Now the cop's going to come out in this, okay? You see, what he's talking about here is when you stand before the judge. And the judge looks at your rap sheet. And that rap sheet says a date. And then it says the sin. And you can fill it in. This is what I did on that date. It was sin. And, it, and then you can write right behind that disposition. Guilty. On all counts. And then behind that is the penalty. For the wages of sin is death. That's what this is talking about. What did Jesus nail to the cross? Your sins. Everyone listed on the record. The Bible tells us that one day there will be a book opened and it will be the book of life. And if your name is in the book of life, you're going to go over here and you're going to stand before Jesus and he's going to open up another book, a book of your deeds. And he's going to say, hey, let's take a look at your life. 
if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you're not in the book of life, he says, you're going to come over here and we've got another book also. And it's a book of all of your sins and every one of those sins has a penalty. And you're going to pay for every one of those if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. But what Jesus did on that very day, you see the Romans, when they went to crucify somebody, they put a placard and it had your crimes, whatever it was, thief, murderer, insurrectionist, and they would carry that around their neck until they got to the place that they were to be crucified and then they would nail that above their head. What did Pilate write about Jesus? Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. He had no crime above his head. Why should he die? You know why he should die? Because they took my sin and your sin and they nailed it above his head. And they said, this is his crimes. And Jesus did that for us. He nailed our sins above his head. And every one of them said, guilty, penalty, death. But Jesus did the most wonderful thing in the world. He put a sign up there that said, in his blood, pardoned. Pardoned. You know what a pardon means? It's all done away. You can never go back and retry that. It's paid. In full. He wrote it in his blood. Pardoned. And as he wrote across all of our sins that were nailed to that cross, the blood began to seep through the document until you could see the ink no more. Nobody can ever charge you again because you've been pardoned by the blood of Jesus. That's what happened on the night that Jesus died. You were given an opportunity to go from death to life. You were forgiven of your sin and allowed to have the relationship restored and you were pardoned just as if you'd never sinned. What an amazing gift. Jesus paid it all all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Amen.